This podcast is sponsored by Redbeard Sound. Redbeard Sound is a recording studio located in Siloam Springs, Arkansas, that specializes in music production, audio editing, and live sound engineering. I have personally recorded with Sam at Redbeard Sound and can attest to the fact that he is accommodating, knowledgeable, and professional. So if you're looking for a place you can relax and record your music, or even a podcast like this one, hit Sam up at redbeard at redbeardsound.com. That's redbeard at redbeardsound.com. And tell him Dawn of Mantis sent you. Ever since the Earth has circled the sun, there have been fantastic tales of wonder and mystery that the faint of heart dare not discuss. But two brave, uninformed souls have the brass to tackle every extraordinary happenstance from the modern age to the dawn of Mantis. Welcome to Dawn of Mantis, a variety podcast. We are back another week with another tantalizing story uh, pulled from the interwebs. Uh, thanks to Joe to my left. Joe, how's it going? Well, how are you? I'm, I'm well. I'm well. Uh, Sam, how are you? I'm good. Hey, we had some homework. We had some homework. Tell, tell, tell somebody, uh, talk about the Dawn of Mantis homework that we had. Oh, on the I'm gonna try and remember. It's been two weeks. It's been we had a little to skip bit. A week because Joe been moved, and I'd like to get to that story in a bit. Yeah, oh, yeah we need to talk catch about up that. on all that. Sure. Um, so what we do, we we uh, we gave ourselves a homework mm-hmm. to slide a note under our our daughters. Our do we all teenage have, daughters? Teenage, yeah, yeah. Do we all have thirteen year olds. Mine's or, 15. 15, 16. 16 yeah. I have thirteen. Um, their their bedroom door um, after school. And uh, said, that that said, how was your day today? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And we, uh, we, I don't remember. Did we have predictions of what we thought it would be? I don't remember. Yes. If we talked about that. Yes, I can't did. remember what my prediction was. We'd have to go back and listen. Do you remember your prediction? My prediction was that she would slide back a dirty sock from under. <laughs> dirty, right. I do remember that now. Or and then also if if there was anything written on it, it would be a drawing of a, like a Cro-Magnon fish. Yeah. I was wrong oh, on both yeah. accounts. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, who wants to go first? Go ahead. Do you, well, Joe, you just yeah, yeah, you just you, yeah. You should, your, you should keep uh, going. Prediction. Let's go ahead and just go with. Okay, so happened. so I yeah, I waited till she got home from school. This was at the old house. We hadn't moved yet. And she goes upstairs, shuts the door. Me and the toddler sneak upstairs, and I have the note that says, "How was your day?" And I slide it under, and I just go on the on the door, and I just wait, and I hear, and I see the rest of the note go, and she gets it. I hear nothing. And then I hear it against the door, and I guess she's writing on the door door because they're and then it comes back out and it says tiring, what's for dinner? So that was that was my Straight response. To the point I was wrong. I don't got time for your junk. What's for dinner? <laughs> but she it. answered your question though. She did tiring. That was See, her day. I didn't even get an answer. What did you get? Well, so when I was when I was going to make the note, I couldn't find a pen and I looked and I saw like a marks a lot marker. Thought it would be good because the note would be more bold. So I wrote on there, how was your day? Slid it under the door. And I don't even get halfway down the hallway and I hear her complain. She says, now my room's going to smell like that marker. <laughs> <laughs> and she never responded at all. She never even asked me why I did it. 
But it was just like, I made her room smell like the marker. That's great. So that's it. That was my response. Oh I guess I God. got a response. I yeah. did get a response. You did, you did. This wasn't in a, a written form. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Sam, how did yours go? Uh, uh, Kind of the same. I didn't really get a written response. I, I wrote... I think I wrote in Sharpie, kind of big on on the top part of a page, you know, like, how was your day-to-day? Folded it in half, left her room down at the bottom, you know, to respond. Slid it under her door, knocked, you know. And um, and you're like, yeah? And look under your door. And I walked (laughs) off, you know. So then, then like, I guess she picked it up, opens her door, busts out into the hallway and was like, what's the point of this? Wow. Like, why didn't you just ask me? She was confrontational I, about it. I was like, it's for awesome. the podcast. She's it waving an, it around. What's the meaning of this? Yeah, I was like, it's an experiment for the podcast. Oh, okay. That was good. All right, All right. cool. That's okay. awesome. Talk to you later. That's where it went. I love that. Just burst out. What is this about? <laughs> yeah. Now she's going to think that you have something every week you have to do. Every, you're going to do something random. She's going to be like, is this for the podcast too? Is this why you did this? It's like, no, no, it's not. It's not. You can just use the podcast as a scapegoat for whatever now. Yeah. yeah I, I I have to take your phone away. It's it's an experiment for the podcast. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we're doing this week. See what your response is, which is, won't be great. So, no, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, um, I, did, I, I forgot what that I expected, but I didn't expect the marker to be mine. Oh, yeah. I, um, I thought it would just be like, good or you know yeah. or she never see it or only yeah. one of the two and yeah that, and you also kind of said that all you know about the broom being such a mess that she doesn't even notice oh yeah under yeah door. but luckily yeah. luckily mine did i didn't knock on the door or anything i just slid it under there and then i heard her complaining <laughs> so anyway that's awesome so uh what talk about your adventures with uh moving oh yeah. oh it's not i mean it's just there's not a lot to talk about. It was just stressful. We moved. I mean, yeah. I turned into couldn't find a couch. <sighs> I don't ever want to move again, ever. Yeah. Like in my life. Yeah. I can't even explain it. Like we've moved before, but not for nine years. We were in that last house for nine years. But it was nuts because it would it came down to where uh I don't know if it's always like this, but our realtors were like, When you sign at one o'clock on Monday, your house has to be completely empty when you sign. And so like two days before I rented a U-Haul and a storage building, we shove everything full, but it's like that last day we was down to the wire. Like it was noon. It was time to leave and drive, you know, our 45 minute drive to the title company to go sign. And we're still running boxes out to the U-Haul and freaking out. And I'm like, it was so stressful. Like I just turned into just a primitive. I literally told my wife, this sucks more than anything that we've ever done and I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to do I don't want to do this anymore and she's like we have to. And I was like no. And I think at one point I said I was going to burn the house down and collect insurance cuz I was tired of packing. I just like I just reverted into just I don't want to do like stomping my feet. This sucks. So much so that my wife took me to the side like it's and had a like heart to heart. She was like listen, you're supposed to be the patriarch of the family and everyone's stressed out and we're trying to get this done and you're freaking out and everyone's freaking out. So you need to step up, you know? And I was just like, all right. <laughs> I just turned into a child because I just now didn't want to do it in. anymore. On, let's move this son of a bitch on three. Go. One, two, three. But it was just like, it was just like we would work for three hours and nothing looked different. Mm, We've yeah. been packing boxes yeah. and moving for three hours 
it looks the same. It just felt like this endless circle of hell that was never going to end. And then right before we left, I was like, let me do one more check. I opened up one of the goddamn cabinets, still had 450 <laughs> cans of food in it, like canned food. I was like, who didn't look at the canned food cabinet? It was just nuts. It was just nuts. But anyway, I, I talk about, talk about, third or was first world problems yeah you know it's like it took us a while to move into our beautiful new house so anyway i i you know i don't want to sound like an entitled douche but it was just stressful to to get everything moved in time yeah because you have so much that you don't, that you don't realize. even realize oh yeah. my god no carlin has a big bit about that george carlin has a bit about how your house is just where you your store stuff. all your stuff your stuff and then you lock it up and then you go out and buy more stuff. More but stuff. You want to keep it locked because you don't want anyone to get your stuff. Yeah. And then when you go to someone else's house, you don't feel at home because it's none of your stuff. It's not your stuff. Like, where's my stuff? And then- where, where do I put my stuff? Oh, I don't. Put, I can't put my stuff here. I have to go home now. Yeah. Because so, I can put stuff there. Yeah, it's like this big- You're. I mean, that's right. It's like you have all these things and, and there's the whole minimalist movement that that they'll, they'll talk about how your stuff begins to like um, suffocate you. So, which I can see you know, that there's some things I can get rid of, but there's a lot that I can't. So I'm not there yet, but I've been reading about it a little bit off and on. <laughs> Maybe one of these days I'll get rid of four things. I don't know. Probably not though. Well, as I'm packing, no you toys. Know, I'm just like, do I really need, mm-hmm. you know, 32 He-Man action figures? And I'm like, yes, yes, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. That's okay. silly. That's silly. <laughs> don't now, all that. that food you're talking about. No, you don't need that. <laughs> Keep the He-Man. But yes, no, thank God in heaven. But you know, I just thought, I, was, I rented a 26-foot U-Haul. And I'm like, we'll get everything in there. We packed it to the tits and then had to get a 10 by 15 foot storage building that we packed full. And then another room that we packed is like insane. Yeah. It's just so much, like you said, stuff. Yeah. So much stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's bananas. Mm-hmm. But anyway. But once you get it all set up, then you'll forget about how much you have, and you'll just keep getting a lot more. That's yeah. Just the, that's the American way. That's what's funny. Now that we've kind of unpacked everything in the house, I'm like, I don't, it doesn't feel like we have much stuff. Yeah, we need more. We- <laughs> <laughs> have you ever noticed, like, American Pickers, that's the positive side of hoarding, but then the hoarders, which is kind of the same show, really. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, it's just more of a optimistic take on it. <laughs> Right. Pickers and hoarders. Yeah, they need to collaborate. <laughs> they need to do a, a, a show. A uh, crossover. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think they should. I think they should. How much for this dead cat? <laughs> <laughs> Once they get all the all the crap moved out of the hoarders' house and out into the lawn, then the American pickers show up and start going through That's, everything. Hey, yeah. There you go. There you go. Of course, they like to kind of dig. And if you watch the show, they yeah. like. Of course, I think a lot of it's a put on. They like to, like that one guy likes to climb. Mike. He likes to climb around on, in rafters and stuff, so maybe he'd like to be in the house. But uh, there is something, you know, I, I do watch that show sometimes. It's like, that's supposed to be the kitchen. That's the grossest part. Whenever it's like, here's our kitchen. It's like, that's a kitchen? You mean hoarders? Yeah, on oh, hoarders. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty messed up. I mean, at least keep, keep your kitchen halfway decent. <laughs> I but, I mean, what are you going to do? Have the kitchen perfect and the rest of the house is... Shit. Right, it's like they can't they can't compartmentalize it. Yeah, at all. that's true. Okay, what do we got though? Well, I'm going to say week. really, really quick, really quick. It's only it's well, you're gonna you guys are going to hear this in a couple of days, but right now, as we sit here, it's Groundhog's Day. Mm-hmm. Happy Groundhog! Yeah, it is. Did Puxatani Phil do his thing yet or not? Uh, yeah, he would have seen his shadow for sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, around here he would have. I don't know about. I, I don't know about. I think I saw a post from James Dunham this this morning about it he did mm. hannah's saying he did hannah's here too he did see his set what does it mean when he sees a shadow again six more weeks of 
which I always thought was backwards. So if it's real sunny, wouldn't you think that spring is coming sooner? That's what you'd think. Yeah, but if he sees a shadow, it's like we all have more winter. Yeah, James Dunham uh, this morning, Puxatani Phil sucks. That was his, <laughs> that was his kind of stone Facebook. We should kidnap him. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so uh, they did a study on his accuracy, and he's his accuracy is shit. He's way yeah. off. It's yeah. horrible. It's like 30% yeah. or something. But there was a thing, uh, not related to this, but there was a thing where they took, and we'll have to Google this sometime, and if you're out there and you want to Google it, they took, this DJ took a monkey, didn't tell anyone about it, didn't tell anyone when he was going to be on, and actually had this this monkey pick tracks, just somehow he had them like point to what he should play, just to see if anyone would complain, but no one did, they thought it was like, he in the, then later on they asked how the how the time was and they're like, oh yeah you're spinning some awesome tracks or whatever and he was just like saying a monkey could do this basically <laughs> so we need to Google that some more it's been years since I read about That's that awesome. but but yeah just it's just random I'm surprised he's not better than he is because you know it's just random you think yeah. that random might err in the side of good but maybe you know I guess it doesn't doesn't end in his case so we should maybe kidnap him like I said did he play the monkeys. Oh, I don't know. Ooh. They were a major influence on the Beatles. So I do know that <laughs> if I do my music correctly. So listen, we're barely more than a month into 2021, and we've already lost so many celebrities. Mm-hmm. I want to go through this just really quick. I know people, I don't, they know by now. We're good. Yeah. So rest in peace, Dustin Diamond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Screech. Screech. Screech on Saved by the Bell. I always thought when I watched Saved by the Bell, I thought he was the one out of all of them that would make it, but I guess not. Yeah, he was like the white Urkel, kind of. I don't know why everybody got quiet. <laughs> Can I are you do that? The, are you getting the Cloris Leachman next? Yes, look. Yeah. Chlor- rest in peace, Cloris Leachman. That yeah. one got me. She's like, in at least one or two Twilight Zones. Yes. Uh, yeah. With the little boy. Yeah. With this yeah. demonic little boy or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I, we recently were watching Raising Hope. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but she plays a crazy grandma, Mama, in Raising Hope fantastic it's yeah. phenomenal anyway that one really bummed me out yeah um yeah, for and sure. larry king passed away yeah. at the age of 194 yeah larry <laughs> king died yeah so let me see who else i'm just gonna scroll through here real quick i don't know any him of and norm mcdonald are like really good friends there's actually an episode where of larry king live live where norm mcdonald dresses up like larry king and it's larry king interviewing larry king that's right because that's <laughs> yeah because norm played him on snl yeah i played him yeah. on snl too so phil specter's weird creepy ass he died yeah i mean we yeah. don't he murdered a gal so i we don't really care about that and he arranged tracks that paul wasn't happy with he he long and winding road or long and winding road yeah uh-huh Paul hated that, and that was all Spectre. Spectre took all the tracks and uh, did something that Sam would know, like mixed them all. Really? Like, and arranged it. And then Paul Hurdens, like, basically said, this is crap, you know? So he's really mad. He's really pissed at the studio. Why did they let it slide? You should have let it slide. I think it was already released by the time he heard it. So well, you that's... sign over it. Sometimes you sign over those tracks. Yeah. You know, even, even if you are super mega famous, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, they were talking about it. Well, rest in peace. No, don't rest in peace, Phil Spector. Because he killed a he killed a girl, and he, <laughs> he was did. just weird. He did. He OJ'd it. He it, really did. Wasn't uh, who's that other creepy? Oh, he wasn't a producer. He was a I think he was an artist, a musical artist, Gary Glitter. Mm-hmm. You remember him? Mm-hmm. That's a creepy looking dude, and I think he did something weird too, and, and ended up in jail. I think his was yeah, like I can't remember that one. His was like pedophilia or something. Oh yeah. Are you looking it up? Yeah, look up Gary Glitter. 
So, hey, guys, how's everyone doing? Our website is back up and running. Thanks to Ivan, you genius, you. Well, it just took a little bit of work. Donamantis.com. And also, we are now on two more providers. Yep. Uh, Spotify. That's uh, I checked today. That's good to go. And also Stitcher. Stitcher. So, if you want to switch over to Stitcher, which Stitcher used to be radio. Now, it's strictly podcast, it looks like. It was like internet radio when it first came out. Really? So I, I didn't really know much about t- Stitcher until... The other day, I, I read like, you know, 12 places you want your podcast to be, and that's one of the ones we weren't. So okay. I went ahead and grabbed that thing. Up. Covering our bases. We're trying to. Yeah. What, what we got on Gary Glitter? Boy. Glitter. A big time sex offender. Okay. See, I was right. Yeah. All that glitters yeah. is not gold. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Don't be sorry. I love it. So, I apologize. So his was all just naughty crimes, like sex offenders types. Yeah, child. Mm. Oh, uh, geez. Yeah, I, mean, I was right. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Is he still alive? Yeah. He no, is? Yeah, there's no Yep, there's no death on it. Yet. He's creepy, He's man. He's 76. He's 70. He looks like Nosferatu with like a bad hairpiece. <laughs> yeah, he does. It's creepy, man. He's a creepy. He's a, he's a guy that you can look at just on site. You're like, oh, he's a pedophile. Oh, Specter. Yep. Specter reminded you of him, right? Is that is that how Yes, you yes him and Phil Specter are cut from the same cloth. Yeah. They're both creepy ass. Glitter dudes. might not be a lot worse though. You know? Oh yeah, with the with kids for sure. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah. Hey man, you know what we're going to talk about tonight. I do. You what? do. Yeah, but tell everyone else. Oh yeah, okay. Everyone else probably wants to know. Tonight we're going to talk about, as far as we know, in the annals of history, what what the first family of serial killers in America, and it was in the eighteen seventies. Wow. Yeah. Family of serial killers. Yeah, their last name was Bender, and they have gone down in history as the Bloody Benders. Whoa. So that's who we're talking about tonight. All right. Shall we? I, I like it. We shall. I'm going to start this with a question. I want to do that. Okay. Um, let's each one of you think of a, like, who was the first random serial killer that would come to your head if I just told you to? Hannah, you got one? Uh, who? Dahmer. Dahmer, Jeffrey Dahmer. That's good. He's an all star. I think of that guy in New York that, uh, Hein, uh, the Hillside Strangler? No, way, but he he had like a boarding house and people would stay in it. And he Holmes? Would, uh, yeah, yeah. H.H. Yeah, Holmes? Yeah, H.H. Holmes. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, he hid people underneath it, under, yeah. under the floorboards and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good one. That's like 1900, so that's not even, that's like 1920s or something, isn't it? No, I think he was late, like 1880s or 90s. Okay. Yeah, okay. man. Yeah. So, Sam? Mine goes fake straight to Hannibal Lecter because of Silence of the Lambs. I just remember that movie, you know, when I was a kid. But um, yeah, I would say either Dahmer or or Bundy, maybe. Yeah, one of those two. See, I'm glad somebody brought up Bundy. Side clown. That that'd be like talking about baseball and leaving out. I don't know. I don't know anything about baseball. Babe Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. Yeah. So okay. I, here's a few that I, Ted Bundy, Jeff Dahmer, Arthur Shawcross, Dennis Rader, Richard Ramirez, Ed Kemper. Mm-hmm. They were kind of the first to pop into my head because I'm a psychopath and I know a lot more about serial killers. Well, I mean, so when I said, hey, Chase Holmes, it was like, that was he wasn't even called a serial killer. That wasn't even dubbed until later. So that wasn't really a fantastic answer. But but it's interesting that that had to come, that term, I wouldn't, do you know about when that term, when they actually said serial killer was I don't the 70s? Think, I, yeah, I think that was 70s or I think 70s. I think you're right. Yeah. I don't think it existed. I don't think it was in the lexicon until at least the 70s. Well, in Mindhunter, when they were interviewing right. Kemper, mm-hmm. they, I think they first started talking about them, but I don't know how thinking. accurate that is. I think yeah. it's pretty accurate. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, it's funny that you said H. H. Holmes, um, because my next thing was gonna was was gonna ask you name a serial killer before 1900, and the only two that I could think of was H. H. Holmes, and then Bell Gunnis, which holy shit. What about like Jack the Ripper? True. Yep, yeah. He was he was before yeah. pre 1900. How Ed, Ed Gein? How how early was that? That wasn't that was later. Fifties. Fifties. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what a lot of people, even true crime fans, don't know is that not only was there a group of serial killers active in America just after the Civil War, there were actually a family of serial killers, and together orchestrated a literal assembly line of death and dismemberment rivaling that of H. H. Holmes. Well, they were believed to be a family, but even that is not for sure, and it's basically not true. They would find out later. But, in fact, nothing is for sure when it comes to the murderous bunch, even the names they went by. But no matter what their true identities were, we will refer to them as they referred to themselves, the Bender family, who, after the extent of their horrific crimes came to light, would go down in history as the Bloody Benders. See, I visualize, like, you know, they all have, like, bowls, bowls of cereal, and they're, like, talking about their day. Like, hey, who are you going to kill today, Dad? <laughs> I don't know. What about you, son? Oh, I was, I was thinking more of uh, throwing them down on a bender, you know, kind of. <laughs> oh thing. yeah, going on a bender. Yeah, you get drunk and go kill people. Yeah. I, to yeah. be honest, the whole time I was typing this out, I couldn't keep from picturing Bender from Future. I know. I was thinking about that. <laughs> I just kept picturing him like murdering Where's people. My shiny metal ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bender, are you jacking on in there? Yeah. We usually associate the 1860s with turmoil, and rightly so. Many thousands of human beings were still enslaved on American soil. The Civil War took the lives of over 600,000 people. President Abraham Lincoln was assassinated, and countless Native Americans were slaughtered and forced from their lands. So, you know, it's weird now. We have to wear a mask and whatnot, but hey, it's been worse. Oh, yeah. It's been worse. Oh, yeah. We've never done an episode directly on that last topic, uh, but we've touched on it in our Osage murder series. I'm talking about the Native Americans being forced off their lands. But it does play a part in tonight's story. Uh, Along with many other injustices levied on Native Americans during this time period was the Homestead Act of 1862. The purpose of the Homestead Act was to settle and develop the West. It stated that any current or future citizen that was, quote, unquote, head of household could claim a homestead of up to 160 acres of government land and improve the land by putting it to use as a family plot. All they had to do was pay a mere $10 up front. So improving it meant building a home, farming the soil. You had to do this for at least five years. If the claimant did this, they could then gain ownership of their land free of charge, unless you count the 10 bucks. The act did not define what it meant to be head of family except for an age restriction of 21 years old if a single individual sought land, which made the act egalitarian. It also allowed African Americans persecuted from and famine-struck immigrants and even women a chance to find freedom and success in the West. So it was a, I don't know, it was a two-edged sword because at one point it was awesome to open up an area for, like I said, immigrants, African-Americans, freed slaves, right, to, to, to start a new life. But you had to run the Native Americans off that land first mm. and yeah. send them to reservations. And so, goddamn, it's hard to celebrate. Yeah. yeah, free land that doesn't belong to anyone except for them, <laughs> you know? I don't know. It's, uh, you know, we weren't great with that as a country. No. 
but you know, when Lewis and Clark went over in 1804, um, they gave out coins to the Native Americans and they told them that are the natives. And they said, you have a new father in the East and he's going to take care of you and all this stuff. And they believed them. There were a lot of really nice in like conversations there between Lewis and Clark and, and those tribal leaders. And then, uh, you know, 50, 56 years, 50 or 60 years later, then it was all, you know, I'm surprised it lasts, but actually it didn't even last that long. I think in the twenties and thirties, the, they were stealing land really? by, by then even. So yeah, it's kind of a sad thing, but it's, uh, it, it is what it is, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. Well, as promising as the Homestead Act was for those intent on swooping in and grabbing their piece of the American dream, like we just talked about, it was detrimental for Native Americans who were already occupying land affected by the Homestead Act. As we know, they were driven further and further away into designated reservations, far from the sacred soil they'd lived and hunted on for generations. In their, in their place came settlers from all over Europe, freed slaves hoping to build a new life, and many other people of all creeds and colors. But as we all know, it wasn't all rainbows and sing-alongs. The West was a hard, lawless place that drew not only honest folks looking to make an honest living, but thugs and outlaws as well. And even though you immediately pictured Billy the Kid and Jesse James when you heard the term outlaws, the people we're discussing tonight make those two guys look like Siegfried and Roy in comparison. Who, by the way, they're dead. Did you know that? Yeah. Siegfried and Roy are dead. Mm-hmm. Like one of them died last year and the other one died just like a month ago or something. Yeah. Did yeah. You, those guys were like... In their late seventies, hmm. yeah. Okay. Did, did uh did one of them die from complications of of getting attacked, or am I thinking of something else? Tigeritis. Well, yeah, I think tigeritis. I think they had some complications throughout the years of getting attacked. Yeah, that's what that's what I was thinking. Throwing it back to Vegas vacation a little bit, they were in it. <laughs> oh. oh, they were. <laughs> yep. Oh my God! If it all goes back to nine, what seven Randy. degrees of Randy Quaid? Yeah, <laughs> it does. It's because we're huge fans. Well, I just... Uh, we just don't believe in the Star Whackers. <laughs> Shout out to whoever did all the plastic surgery to Siegfried and Roy, because to me, they look the same from like 1985 to when they died. Mm. It's Yeah, not- well, they had the same expression. <laughs> <laughs> That's what plastic surgery does for you. does it move. Why are you always surprised? I don't know. I just, you know, you just always have that, you know. Yeah. Dude, speaking of that, Dennis Quaid, Randy's brother, mm-hmm. he should have not... He should have just aged gracefully, like Sean Connery or, you know, dude, have you seen that guy lately? No. It looks mm. like he's been stung in the face by seven or eight bees. Isn't like Melanie Griffith like that too? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. And I love her. Yeah. Kurt Russell too. Her and Kurt Russell. I love them both. And Kurt Russell's another dude. He's just aged gracefully, man. Mm. Just just let it go. Just let it happen. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I don't know why that, why are we, anyway. Well, they just have the money to spend and they get talked into it probably because their friends are doing it. So they just do it. Yeah, you should get a Brazilian butt lift. <laughs> yeah, peer pressure. <laughs> oh, like we said before, the Homestead Act forced many Native Americans off their land, and many of those were the Osage, who were removed from their homeland in Kansas, uh, Labette County to be exact, and sent south to the Indian Territory or modern-day Oklahoma. Kansas was no stranger to bloodshed, though. Even before the Civil War, the territory was fought over by slavery advocates and quote-unquote free soilers. And once it had officially sided with the Union in the war, things only got worse. Boy, free soilers just sounds bad. Would you look that, you want to look that up? What what free soilers are? What that term exactly means? Was that people that were just believed like if you squat on the land, it's yours or something? Sure, that's what it means. (laughs) 
<laughs> squat and do something else. <laughs> you know, because waters. I'm afraid to Google free soilers. No, it's not going to be bad. It, it's like, yeah, it's just, do Is you it know one word? What we got? So there's an anti-slavery. Okay, so oh, free. Yeah, I got you. Okay, yeah, that, oh, it was that a political party also. Free. Okay. Yeah. So basically, free soiler means anti-slavery. Yeah. So Kansas was being fought over by slavery advocates and people. They were like, "How about we don't own people?" Okay. Well, good for them. And the tipping point on that is is from what I remember reading in 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 history class and stuff like that. They were afraid that if Kansas went free, the rest of the West would be free. And that would kill the the lifestyle of the southerner and the slave and, right. and that. And it was a terrible way to have an economy, but it was their economy. I mean, you gotta think all these people working for nothing. I mean, that's just their economy. I'm not I'm not one of those you know, there are some people there, well, slavery's not that bad. I've read some stories about slave owners being so nice to their slaves they didn't want to leave. It's like, yeah, but you're still working for nothing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's like can't but anyway, I'm just trying to say that's kind of what it is. Like the you know, they were just afraid the West is a the, Kansas was a tipping point for the West. And uh they didn't want that for sure. No. That is funny. It would denigrate our entire lifestyle. Well, who would serve my tea? <laughs> who would cook our supper? If we had to pay people, it's ridiculous. Well, and just beyond that, you have a massive farm that you and your family can't take care of yeah. if all of a sudden you have no slaves. Yeah. So um, I'm sure it scared a lot of people. Yeah. I don't know where I was. <laughs> what were we talking about? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> free soiler. Because <laughs> I'm free. Free soiler. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Little Tom Petty. Hey, Rip. Tom Petty. Still miss him. Oh, oh God. Um, Joe, yeah. Joe was a free spoiler when he was peeing off his porch at his own house. Yeah. Yeah. Can't do that now. Nope. No. You can. It just has to be dark. Yeah. It's, yeah. Okay. I'm going to do it just you to say just I did do it. it. Come on. <laughs> Lights on my check. Flags red, white, and blue. <laughs> What's that mean? It's America. <laughs> I just didn't want to say America. I wanted to tiptoe around it. Oh, I saw a guy. There was a guy from my hometown that got arrested, and they had it on TV. They they videotaped his arrest. Free, he had meth on him. And as they shoved him in the cop car, he was yelling, I thought this was the land of the free. I thought this was the land of the free. And I was like, free to do meth? Or what are you talking about? That doesn't make any sense. See, I'm not free right now. <laughs> I'm locked up. Yeah. Let all prisoners go. <laughs> Even that girl that raped, or that guy that raped my sister. Let him go. Let him go. Free That's, country. I don't get it. It didn't make any sense, but maybe maybe it did to him. Uh, so yeah, Kansas goes with the Union. Yay! They they go they go with the right the right the right choice. Um, but that didn't make the violence stop. Obviously, with the Civil War raging, that it just made it worse. Uh, regardless. You know, after this, you got all these soldiers and all these dudes that have been at each other's throat. Why, why is everyone laughing at me? You can. I, I I I don't even understand. It was how smooth you can you can just effortlessly <laughs> fit in a lip smack no, in the that, middle of. Oh, a did scene. I do it? It was <laughs> the only reason I looked at Sam. It's the, the shit. Bi- I that's the first one I've ever noticed. I've never noticed one before, but that one was like, you guys suck, man. It was like big time. I'm just I can't even. It do was just it. that. Oh, yeah, man. but that's the only one I've ever noticed. So that's why I looked at Sam and Son Sam was like. I did not know. I it's a it, subconscious thing. You be you. 
You be yeah, you. I'm you not definitely worried about be it. you. Don't worry about it. I'm uh, so sorry. It was very prominent, it. though. It was. Okay. I apologize, listeners, for my lip smacks. I'm not even <laughs> drinking alcohol. I'm just here. They don't hear it anymore. Oh, because you're going to cut they it They all get edited out. Okay. All right. Well, just know, folks, <laughs> Sam has saved you a lot of... Hey, leave that one in since we talked <laughs> <Yeah>. about it. Because <laughs> okay. that'll be kind of mysterious. Yeah. Now I wonder how much I do that just in everyday life. Do I just annoy the piss I, out of people? I, I promise you, I haven't, I haven't noticed it, and we've been doing this for years. Okay. Uh, um, okay. That's right. the first one I noticed. It's okay. My, it's all my fault. It must have been a really no, bad No, yeah, you're good. You're good. Because if you hear other people hear it, so if you want to take them out, that's, a, that's probably a good idea, too. But I just don't notice it. I'm going to make a compilation <laughs> episode of just... Tea Joe's kettles lip. and lip smacks. Yes. You should turn it into like a beat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> I think it'd be awesome. Oh, and we can do throat clears also. Oh, yeah. We do we do those? Do I do those too? <laughs> I don't do that. I don't do the dad grunt. <laughs> I don't do that yet, do I? I don't do well, that. if that if bad. you're reading, I think that's accepted because I mean that's when people read, they're like, mm, "Thank you," mm. you know. It's Sorry. official. I'll try to do this without lips. Max, now I'm self conscious. All right, don't be you. Be you. Then much of the violence continued even after the war, perpetrated by the many remaining soldiers and settlers hardened by battle and used to conflict, now thrust back into everyday life. Regardless. The Homestead Act opened up the rugged territory for European settlement, partly in hopes that it would help tame the land. And in October of 1870, five families settled in the area northwest of Labette County around the Osage Township. All five families were spiritualists. This was a big thing back in the late 1800s, early 1900s. Spiritualists basically are people that believed in the after... Not how do I put this? They, they do believe, the seances and stuff. Yes, yes. Okay. So you could communicate with the dead. Okay. Psychic abilities, healing powers, all that cool shit. Seances. That was a posh thing back in this time. You know. So it, like mediums or mm-hmm. something. Like exactly. They're, okay. Teresa Caputo. Okay. Is that when those two sisters w- kind of went crazy? Uh, uh, Ackroyd talks about them on on something. Maybe the maybe Rogan. Were those two sisters? They were like big spiritual hoaxers, and they made a bunch of money doing it, going around. Like, do, like rigging something to where when they'd say something, something the table would shake. Oh, and, yeah. Yes. You ever hear something about that? Who was that? Yeah, it was a racket they had forever. Yeah, yeah. I, oh. think, I bet it was during that time. That sounds like around that time. Yeah, it was Hannah's Googling. Google away, girl. Um, Golly, I just listened, I listened to a podcast on that a few months ago. Yeah. And I can't remember their names or who they were, but yeah, it was a good. Huh? The Fox Sisters. The Fox yep. Sisters. There you That's go. It. Mm-hmm. That's it. What year was that, Hannah, about? Probably late 1800s. 1800, Fox yeah. Sisters, yeah. 1888. Yeah. 1880, right around this yeah. time. See, it was there a big go. thing back then. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so all five... had fi- more cable channels. <laughs> <laughs> Much to do. They were all spiritualists, and some have theorized they moved conjointly as a sort of cult. And one of those was a family of German immigrants with the last name of Bender. Initially, John Bender Sr. claimed a 160-acre plot of land located directly beside what was known as the Great Osage Trail or the Osage Mission Independence Trail. This would later be significant because this trail ran from the town of Independence to Fort Scott and was the only established pathway that led further west. John's son, John Bender Jr., also claimed a swath of land just north of his father's but never developed it. So yeah, anybody going out west at this point in time, you had to take the Osage Trail. 
So they're going right by their property. Exactly. Well, they, I mean, this is early, but there's no telling how many people they killed. No. They've, that's what they said. No telling. It could be. It's because, uh, because people go missing from going out west because it's incredibly uh, a difficult journey. So yep. it's like, well, I guess they fell to influenza. Right. Yeah. You know? And that's partly why it took so long because it's like, well, Bob went out west and never returned. Like, of course. There's bandits that will kill you on the way. There's in Indian tribes that will or kill you. Or maybe no one ever knows because they just don't ever hear from them. True. I bet they're doing well yeah. out there in the West. Yeah. Back then, it was like, what would you do? Write a, a letter that would take three months to get to the person <laughs> four states away? I don't know. Yeah. That's crazy. It was crazy. Wow. Some um, foreshadowing. Yeah. The Bender men quickly got to work and before long had constructed a small cabin, a barn, a corral, and a hand-dug well on their newly acquired property, and they soon welcomed two more members of the Bender family, wife-slash-mother Alvira and daughter Kate. Slash her mother? Yeah. No, <laughs> she didn't do that. Oh, okay. The Bender women seemed to be just as hardworking as the men, and as soon as they arrived, they had planted a two-acre vegetable garden and an apple orchard north of the cabin. Now, speaking of the cabin... After the arrival of the women, it was sectioned off by strategically placed wagon covers, which split the small building into living quarters for them, and the front was turned into a sort of general store. Hmm. Here, the benders sold such items as gunpowder, groceries, liquor, and tobacco, and for a little more jingle, you could even have a hot meal and a place to stay the night before heading back out on the trail the next day. This was really... I don't know if they did this on purpose. So they kind of built their own little very much so come and go mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and it, that's, that's what i was gonna say i did i don't know if they if if by luck they got i think it was planned mm. that you know that yeah. they knew where the trail was and yeah if you were going out west you passed the bender's general store i right. bet thousands did yeah so it was a great place well not really it ended up being a terrible place but <laughs> we'll get there yeah. that's a good plan <laughs> didn't do the right thing with it well, at first, the Benders simply appeared to be just a hardworking family of settlers out to make an honest living. But the more time passed, the more their strange idiosyncrasies began to show. John Sr. was well over six feet tall, which may not be uncommon. To, like Both you guys are over six feet tall, right? Yeah, I wonder what well over is, you know. Well, like I think he was like 6'4". Okay, yeah. And you're what, 6'3"? Uh, yeah, 6'2". Six six what are you, Sam? Yeah, about that, 6'3". You guys suck. Oh, tall, tall guys. Ooh, he's tall. He's so tall. He's so tall. Anyway. It's a podcast. You can be as tall as you want. Just <laughs> say you're six feet tall. I'm 6'4", so I'm right, I'm right above you. Awesome. You don't want to ever know. The average height for men in 1870 was 5'8". Oh. See there? So oh. he was... You might want to say that again. The average uh, height of a man in that time period is about 5'8". So he's almost a... You could... Almost a foot tall. You know, 10 inches. He was... Yeah. He was well mm-hmm. above everybody else. You know. A head taller. Yeah. And that's funny because Abe Lincoln is known as this huge hulking. He was only like 6'1", but everybody else was 5'7", yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, Plus he, the hat. Yeah. <laughs> Plus the goddamn hat. It's like, you're tall enough, Abe. Let us have some. Anyway. <laughs> uh, John Sr. was around 60 years old and had long, unkempt hair accompanied by a scraggly beard. He had a dark pair of eyes that sat deep within his skull, curtained by a set of overly bushy eyebrows. All of this along with his high-altitude stature, made the man a quite imposing figure. Not to mention the fact that he spoke basically no English, and what little he did came out as unintelligible growls. He was mostly known by his nickname, Old Beetlebrowed John. He was, 
<laughs> Man, somebody loves him. <laughs> he was described at the time as a repulsive, hideous brute without a redeeming trait, dirty, profane, and ill-tempered. Said his mother. <laughs> Golly, no one liked this. No. No one liked the, well, we'll get to, everyone liked Kate, but we'll get to that. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Elvira Bender was five years younger than John Sr., but just as unfriendly. She was quite the character, a harsh, heavy-set woman who went by Ma and ruled the home with an iron fist. She also claimed to be a medium and that she was able to cast various spells by boiling different concoctions in the cabin. She was so feared and loathed by the community, she soon earned the nickname Old She-Devil. Hmm. She was also described as a dirty old Dutch crone. <laughs> <laughs> How do you that. spell her name? E-L, like Elvira. Well, why, let's call her Elvira. Elvira. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Let's call her Elvira. Okay. Boy, speaking of Elvira, Jesus Christ. Oh, you're talking about Mistress of the Dark? Yes. She was pro- She ages real nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was. <laughs> that was the creepiest thing I've ever seen. This is a real, this is a Randy Quaid. <laughs> Again. Get him something real nice, Clark. Should have a bell every time there's a Quaid reference. It's like, <laughs> so I think. She may have been my first crush. Like when you're so young, you don't even know why, but you just can't stop looking at her picture. Well, she had all those like there was like s- cardboard stand-ups and and gas stations yes. like because yeah. you know oh. she was yeah. what like a, a for beer Budweiser yes. or Budweiser yeah. something, yep. you know, mm-hmm. maybe Pepsi would I don't know, you know, but yeah, there I really think it is Budweiser. Probably, I think you're right about that. Yeah. 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 It's just like it's like on what was it? It was an episode of Bob's Burgers where Gene had this crush. And he's like, I feel like I have to pee. He's like, he didn't understand what was happening. What's happening to my body? It was like that when like little nine-year-old me was looking at Elvira. What do you got, Hannah? Uh, Coors Light. Coors Light? Coors Light. Okay. There yeah. you go. You got yeah. a beer. It was beer for sure. I can mm-hmm. almost see those commercials now in my head. Remember? Yeah. Like back in the mid-80s. Oh, that's her. Yep. <laughs> Delicious. Mm. Anyway, and she still looks amazing. That's what I was saying. Yeah. She may she may creepy, very well be undead. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's your secret? Anyway. What is she? Hold on real quick. Uh guess. Uh I'd say sixty five. Man, I was gonna say that. I'll say sixty two. Sixty nine. Oh she's almost seventy? Yeah. Oh my god. We just couldn't believe it. Oh my god. Okay, so let's get on to the uh, uh, John Jr. So he was about 25 years old, pretty handsome, and sported a deep auburn mane of hair with an equally auburn mustache. Though he was easy on the eyes, the younger bender male was also an odd duck. Despite having a decent command of the English language peppered by his native German accent, John Jr. had a habit of giggling to himself randomly, so much so that neighbors and acquaintances considered him a halfwit. You know what that reminds me of? I've been doing this on the. I've been doing that on this podcast ever since we started. <laughs> There's probably people out there putting reviews. Boy, that, what a I've halfwit! Been, yeah, <laughs> just giggles all of a sudden. Remember on Big Lebowski where he goes to see uh, Julianne oh, Moore? Oh yeah, and that guy's like, <laughs> he's like, "What the hell's his problem?" <laughs> yeah, the, one of the nihilists. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, he. You need to see him. He's very thorough. Just reminded me of that guy. Um, now, let's talk about Kate. Let's talk about Kate Bender. Okay. She was the youngest of the family and 23 years old, and by all accounts, she was a beautiful, 
fiery-haired vixen, like, gorgeous, like, total smoke show. Literally everybody said, holy shit, she's hot. Just to get that out there. You must be adopted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But as is often the case, her hotness was equaled and probably even surpassed by her craziness. Have you ever seen that thing on the internet where the guy does the the hotness craziness scale? Oh yeah, yeah, the Matrix. Yes, yeah. Well, it, uh, yeah, we. Should, I'll put that on the website, but uh, and I really will this time. But uh, <laughs> it's actually because we have a website now. We do have a website. It, it's it's really awesome. It's just a, a. It almost looks like a like a like some. He's teaching something. Yes, because he's drawn on a whiteboard and he's talking about how hot a girl is uh, crossed with how crazy she is. He breaks it down so well. Yeah. In a scientific, look, look it up. It's, it's called the crazy hot matrix, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look that up. Yeah. And then we'll put it on the website that that exists now. And some girl actually made one to kind of counter his and it was pretty good too. Oh, with guys? Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't, it was like asshole. Oh. And I forgot what the other one was. But. Yeah. Cause there's not really a stereotype with men, is there? Like with a, when a handsome man is not thought to be intelligent that it might have been exist. asshole handsome that might have been her matrix oh, which seems very plausible i could see that yeah well ma bender claimed to be a potion mixing medium but kate was a full-on spiritualist who claimed to be a psychic and a healer she regularly distributed why did i say that so slow distributed flyers advertising her supernatural powers and inviting people to seances where she would also give lectures on spiritualism and advocate for free love she denounced all social regulations for the promotion of purity and the prevention of carnality, which she called miserable requirements of self-constituted society. She supposedly had regular relations with her brother and loudly proclaimed her right to do so. And the following words found in her lecture manuscript, she said, and I quote, Shall we confine ourselves to a single love and deny our natures their proper sway? Even though it be a brother's passion for his own sister, I say it should not be smothered. Now, obviously, obviously this drew a lot of attention, not only the fact that someone was making these outlandish claims, but also that there was a fire-ass hot girl with a light German accent and a penchant for free love. That was probably just as much kryptonite then as it would be now. Sure. You hear about the Bender farm out there? It's got a crazy good-looking gal. Looks like Jessica Rabbit just giving out free love. On the downside, she bangs her brother. Other than that. (laughs) Ooh, I was going to head out there, but that last part was, really? Does she? Okay. Uh, Now, obviously, this drew a lot of attention. Yes. Um, The homestead got to be a pretty busy place. Not only were there several curious lookers to see the auburn-haired beauty who thought she could heal the sick, but there was also the regular clientele, the steady stream of hopeful homesteaders we were talking about earlier, new to the area and hoping to make a new life. The Bender General Store was the perfect last stop to resupply and rest up before heading back out on the trail west to make your claim on your own little slice of heaven. Last stop? Mm. Yeah. That damn right. Yep. Might very well be your last stop. Like the Hotel California? Oh, you yeah. You can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. What pedal are you using? That's amazing. <laughs> it's it's a- Dan Electro. Oh, all I, I use. Ah, oh, that's what I thought. I, I thought it was a boss at first, but now it's Dan. O- yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, in May of 1871, a mutilated body was found in Drum Creek, not far from the Bender homestead. The corpse was that of a man named Jones. That's all I could find, 
who had suffered a crushing blow to the skull and a deeply slit throat before dying. Initially, the property's owner was suspected, but nothing ever came of it. Then, close to a year later, in February 1872, two more men were found murdered, having suffered the same injuries as Jones had. In the winter of that same year, a man named George Newton Longcore and his daughter, Marianne, left Independence, Kansas, to resettle in Iowa, and they were never seen again. In fact, the disappearances became so commonplace that by the spring of 1873, people were actually avoiding that part of Osage altogether. It was at this time that the first known person arrived in the area to actively search for missing people. That man's name was Dr. William Henry York, and he was acquaintances and a former neighbor of George Longcore, who had just went missing. He also felt a personal obligation to help search for them because it was he who had sold them the horses and wagon that they used to make their trip. Now, Dr. York questioned homesteaders all along the trail and was due to begin his journey back to Independence on March 9th. March 9th was the last time he was ever seen. Ironically, he would ultimately end up among the missing, along with those that he had ventured out to locate. It just it sounds like an amazing movie. Has anyone ever made a movie on this? Because, you know, I'm not sure they have. They have. It's a low budget. It's a low budget. Low budget. Okay, cool. What was it called? Do you remember, Hannah, what the name of it was? So there has been a film, but it's kind of, she said, kind yeah. of a low-budget, uh, independent-type deal. It looks like it was called Bender. Bender. Mm. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I do know, I read that uh, the game, video game Red Dead Redemption. Oh, okay. Two characters on that game were based on two of the Benders. Really? Oh, okay. Uh-huh. And then, what else did I read? Uh, that The main guy was John Marston. Okay. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, and was the, the was the girl Kate? Yeah. 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 See, John and Kate. Yeah. It's pretty cool. John and Kate plus eight. Oh shit. How can I we tie play, that together? I used to play that game all the time. In <laughs> fact, it was funny. So I, I some my my youngest daughter loves this story. So I, I've had gout for years. If I don't keep it in check, I'll, my knee will swell up the you size and of Bobby a, Hill. Of a, yeah, me and Bobby Hill. <laughs> so I was playing that game one time, and where I was sitting there with me, and I went into the saloon, and I was just kind of messing around playing cards. And, and the the bartender said, "Hey, Mister, you got something to do about that gout?" He said that it was just some kind of you know how random, <laughs> you know how, yeah. some kind of random NPC talk yes. on like in GTA and all this stuff. Yeah. And it was so I funny. She's did. like, and she was little then. She's like, Dad. He's talking to you about your gout. He's like, <laughs> right. It's not that real. It's not that realistic. It's just random. You know, I think a lot of people in the old West had gout, but uh, I thought it was really funny that she she thought the video game was talking to me. Where he's like, hey, have they invented a pill for erectile dysfunction yet? <laughs> You're like, God. This- and my wife's like, is, is that game talking to you, honey? <laughs> it's like, no, I already told Mariah. It's not talking to me. <laughs> Why are you such a loser? I, I promise it's not me. It's programmed in. No, sorry. Went too far with that. <laughs> we went deep on that one. <laughs> oh, man. Not long after William York went missing, the general store received a couple of unexpected visitors. It was Ed and Alexander York. They were the missing doctor's brother. This is where they kind of screwed up because William, Dr. William York was from a prominent family, well-known, he was the first, like, kind of high-profile person that went missing. Peppermint Patty? Was that him? Did he come up with the York's Peppermint Patty? Oh, Patty? see? Took me a minute. No, I'm just wondering. I mean, maybe that's how he got famous. You know, <laughs> famous doctor, you know, Kellogg's, the doctor, he came up with the cereal, Dr. Kellogg. Was he not, like, a psychopath? Yeah, he was. His brother stole it all from him and marketed it. 
Really? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, this Kellogg guy, a lot of people don't know it when you're sitting there eating your cornflakes, but didn't he have like freaking weird ideas about masturbation and like did all this weird, like he was, a no, seriously, Hannah's looking it up. I swear to God, I'm, I'm not off on this. This is correct. This is good stuff. Listen, people. Not off on that? It was like William Kellogg or something. And he was like a nutcase. He believed, what? Okay, go ahead. John Harvey Kellogg stated that masturbation is a zealous lifelong foe and he called it a solitary vice and it's a vile practice vile practice should not be committed should not be committed actually before he invented kellogg's he was running like an insane asylum see yeah and masturbation prevention was something that they did he was very big on masturbation prevention and that's something nutritious they were giving their patients and then the the brother said we should market that and the guy said no this is for my hospital so then he basically stole it from no him. No way. Started yeah. He, re- he said that masturbation led to poor digestion. Masturbation led to poor digestion. It's not part of a balanced breakfast. That's so weird. What was it? What was it about that back in the day that it was so like it was so like you know you'll make a demon you know or something like I think Ari Shafir told Joe Rogan that on his podcast that when he was a youngster in like Hebrew school they told him when you do that you create demons in hell you know it's pretty crazy I would think that would be the opposite because at least you're not having a kid that could be like a Bundy or a Gacy or something <laughs> you know nothing's happening right you know you're not getting anything from that yeah okay well you don't want to tell any stories <laughs> Joe's like, oh, that reminds me of an old tale of when I was a young lad. (laughs) Anywho, uh, where were we at on this? Oh, yeah, they were searching for their missing brother. So this leads them to the Bender General Store, leads them to the Bender's doorstep. Now, in this first meeting, the Benders uh, denied having any knowledge of ever even knowing or meeting Dr. York and didn't know where he was. Uh, so they suggested that he may have been the victim of foul play somewhere out on the trail, which was a totally normal thing at the time. Sure. So at this time, the brothers were like a little bit suspicious still, but like, okay, they didn't have any evidence. They leave. Well, just days later, they were approached by a woman who claimed that she had been threatened by Elvira and had barely escaped with her life. <laughs> After which the men quickly gathered an armed posse and returned to the Bender homestead. Obviously this meeting was far more heated than the first with the York brothers loudly demanding to know what had happened to their brother while the Benders were loudly shouting back that they wanted them to leave their property. They didn't know where the brother was. So ever the savvy one, Kate, stepped in and diffused the situation by asking the brothers to come back in a few days with maybe no men or less of a posse. And if they did so, she promised to use her psychic abilities to locate the body of William York. Whether or not the brothers believe this, I don't know. But they did leave peacefully. So whatever worked. I promise I'll use my psychic abilities when you return. Yeah. Okay. It, yeah, you said they didn't say they didn't no. accept it, or maybe you don't you don't know if they did or not. It's they didn't. It's funny what a smoking hot woman can accomplish. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like they'll make they'll make people give up state secrets. Mm-hmm. They'll make people do just the stupidest things. So you know, I think she just stepped in sure. and just smoldered everybody. She gave everybody like that look, like on uh Zoolander. She was just like, bang, just gave him the look. And she was like, almost like she's under, they put her under the spell of whatever that bullshit was on Star Wars. Mm-hmm. We're going yeah. to calm down. Like the Jedi mind trick yeah. thing. Yeah. You will come back later. Look at my heaving bosoms. <laughs> you will come back later. We'll be calm. And they're like, oh. and it worked. So good on her. Yeah. You go. Girl power. 
with murdering, the li- murder girl powers, you know? <laughs> with the list of missing people now too long to ignore or cast off as unlucky travelers, the rumor mill went wild and accusations started to fly. The Osage Township called a meeting held at the Harmony Grove Schoolhouse just days after Dr. York vanished to see if they could do anything. The meeting drew about 75 people, and of those people were both John Bender Sr. and Jr. and Colonel Ed York. The discussion became heated as the townsfolk shouted and confronted each other about the missing people. Eventually, one homesteader stood up and declared that every property between Big Hill Creek and Drum Creek should be thoroughly searched. This was followed by a chorus of agreement from the crowd and several more locals shouting an invitation to come search mine first. Clear my name. Sounds like a scene out of Blazing Saddles. (laughs) (laughs) Rhetoric. Remember that? Rhetoric. (laughs) That was an inside joke in my house for like years. My wife and I just randomly would rhetoric. (laughs) That's like one of my favorite parts. Um, So... Two people that were also in the crowd, John Sr. and John Jr., you know, everyone's like, come search my farm. I I dare you. They're just kind of sitting there like, you know, looking at the floor like, shit. We'll search our farm for you. (laughs) And I'll do it tonight. (laughs) Who else would say that? No one, no other man would volunteer that. No. And and we're taking a loan off your hands. Yeah. You're going to make other people search your farm. Yeah. You greedy bastards. We'll search our own. (laughs) And we'll use our psychic daughter too. (laughs) Well, the searches got underway right after the meeting. Slowly and methodically, the homesteads were cleared one by one. But before a proper search of the Bender's place could be conducted, a local named Billy Toll noticed one day that the general store looked a little empty and that several of the Bender's livestock were just roaming around, looking neglected and unfed. Toll reported this to Osage Township trustee Leroy Dick. Trustee. Is that what we were talking about? No, it was uh, uh, Constable. Uh, Yeah, Constable. All right, never mind. (laughs) I'm the Constable. (laughs) And And the pair quickly put together a small search party that included Colonel York, however bad, I'm sorry, however, comma, bad weather delayed their search for a couple of days, but finally, they made their way over to the Bender homestead. Once there, it was... How far away from the, the rest of the town was it then? I don't know, because like, I thought... It, it, bad weather delayed, you know, delayed them. That's kind of... It must have been a yeah, little bit of a haul. In hindsight, 2020, but maybe don't search the guy's land that volunteers it. Maybe you're like... Maybe you go for the... Like, who's being awful quiet here? Oh, they are. Let's search theirs first. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty. obviously. No, I get what you're saying. They should have... That should have been the first place they went. Okay, Clem, we'll be at your house in the morning. <laughs> That's awful wide, are you? In fact, there's a raise of hands. Whose farm can we search? Who's that about Benders? Hey, you put your hands up. You're not paying attention? Oh, what? What? Oh, what would there be a thick German accent? We did not know. We did not hear you. What are you talking about? We search our own farm. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Once there, it quickly became evident that the place was indeed abandoned. All the clothing, food, and personal possessions appeared to be gone, and the only thing that remained was an overpowering foul stench in the air. Uh-oh. Oh. Uh-oh. That's never good. I wish I could smell. I still don't have my smell back. Really? Yeah. Four months after COVID, I still don't have it back. That's crazy. Isn't that bananas? Yeah. That's very crazy. Anyway, no one cares. But I, I just no, okay, yeah, right I want to smell like I even a fart. Just anything. I don't care what it is. I miss being able to smell. Yeah, but that, you don't want that to be your first thing. <laughs> it probably will be. 
we'll be riding home in the car after this, and I'll be like, I can smell. Oh God, <laughs> Joey Damn, will start crying. <laughs> it's it's so beautiful. <laughs> Such a, it's such a rotten egg. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to smell I'm, blind. I'm back. <laughs> After some further examination, a trap door, a trap door Ooh. that had been nailed shut was located hidden under a bed. It was quickly pried up, revealing a small room approximately six feet deep by seven feet square beneath the house. That's never good to have. No. In that room, on the floor. Christmas decorations, right? <laughs> In that room, on the floor, was a large pool of caked blood. The man used sledgehammers to bust up and dig underneath the stone slab that made the room's floor, but found no remains underneath it. They then moved the entire cabin off its foundation and dug under that as well, but found nothing. Undeterred and still fully convinced that there was something to be found, the men began to probe around uh, the surrounding cabin with a metal rod, especially the soil around the garden and the orchard, which appeared to have been recently disturbed. After a long day of probing the soil, as the sun was setting, they finally found something. Several of the men quickly grabbed shovels and began to dig and almost immediately uncovered the body of Dr. William Henry York. He'd been buried face down in the dirt with his feet mere inches from the surface. Like the bodies found before, his head had been smashed in, and his throat was cut ear to ear. Wow. That was their calling card. The group resumed digging the next day and located eight more bodies buried around the orchard and one body in the bottom of a well, along with several dismembered body parts. Among the dead were the pair of travelers Dr. York had been searching for, George Longcore and his young daughter. The Kansas Times would report, and I quote, The little girl was probably eight years of age and had long, sunny hair and some traces of beauty on a countenance that she was not yet entirely disfigured by decay. Hmm. One arm was broken, the breastbone had been driven in, the right knee had been wrenched from its socket, and the leg doubled up under her body. Nothing like this sickening series of crimes has ever been recorded in the whole history of the country. Wow. When was this? Uh, 1873. Okay, so that, I just kind of wonder, like, the bodies had to have been somewhat decayed. Mm-hmm. And they don't have any kind of modern medicine. So how did they know some of those people were who they were at that time? You know, like, yeah, I don't know. Crazy. Well, probably, uh, I mean, an obvious thing might be personal effects. Like, you know, Mm, that's true stuff. Like they, yeah, they just buried them with what they had on them. Yeah. Yeah. It was super primitive back then though. I've heard of in that same time period, like if they just found skeletal remains, I guess there's obvious differences in the hip bones and different things that they could base. They could tell it was either male, male or female, right? Mm-hmm. And then I think they went by something to gauge age. But man, it was it was really all yeah, basic like growth plates and stuff like that. Yeah, can, yeah, um, yeah. I would imagine that it almost had to be that had something on them because mm-hmm. I think that's but way before the dental records. Mm-hmm. Right. I would imagine. I'm just guessing. Well, you would kind of think that. You know, whoever they killed, they'd take whatever they had on them and put yeah, them in, their, in their store. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's true. They weren't super smart when it comes to, you know, making money. Yeah. Or. <laughs> weren't very business savvy. Yeah. Well, you'd think. Well, yeah, you think. Maybe they did. Maybe they did some of that. Well, we're going to get to that. Oh. That's ironic that All you right. bring that. You guys are good. Is it ironic? <laughs> Sorry. Don't you think? I can't stop. 
a little too. No, I'm <laughs> just go. Go ahead, finish it. No, no, I'm good. It's like Cartman. It goes too high there. <laughs> also found were Henry McKenzie, Ben Brown, W. F. McCrady, John Greary, and Johnny Boyle. Every bo- everybody but one had the same modus operandi: head smashed in, throat cut. Four other bodies with crushed skulls and slit throats were found outside the property in Drum Creek and on the surrounding prairie. The more bodies that were found, the more incensed the group and the surrounding onlookers became. By the time the digging had ceased, a mob of angry citizens had formed and they were looking for vengeance. With the benders nowhere in sight, the horde focused their attention on the few locals that were known to have associated with them. One of these unfortunate souls was a man named Rudolph Brockman, who had courted Kate Bender sometime in the past. The group drug him out of his home, slipped a noose around his neck, and slung the rope over a beam in a barn before they started demanding him to tell where the Bender family had gone. This is brutal. Every time Rudolph insisted that he did not know, the rope would be pulled so tight that his toes barely scraped the floor. They'd released the tension just as he was about to lose consciousness. This agonizing process was repeated many times until they were finally satisfied that the poor guy was telling the truth. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Well, well, yeah. Sorry about that. We good? I mean, we good, though? I want to make sure we're good because our... The logic behind it at the beginning was so silly anyway because who hadn't courted her? Right, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Like, courted her. I mean, it's... Yeah. Dude was just trying to get him... Yeah. A pretty lady. He's yeah. like, it was just a booty call. <laughs> Jesus. Come on. I don't know where they went. Who has she not? She's like the town bicycle. Come on. <laughs> Poor guy. Let me tell you right now. Let me tell you all, except for Hannah, because you don't have one. Thinking with your penis never turns out good. Yeah, but he didn't think it would be hung for that. <laughs> it never turns out good. Don't ever... I'm just telling you guys, this guy, I mean, how would you know, though, that the girl you slept with would end up being a serial killer and an angry mob would tie you up in a barn and demand to know where she was? So it's not really his fault, but I'm just saying. Well, she was a psychic that banged her brother, so maybe <laughs> he should have known. <laughs> you mean she's crazy? <laughs> I really thought this was the one. Yeah. She had all her stuff together. That's the thing. That's the thing where every red flag is being blown into your face. She's, you know, she's saying all these things, but all that's your thing. You're thinking about, you're thinking with your wiener. And when <laughs> she's saying all these things that should be red flags that make you run. And you're just like, all you're thinking about is, you know what? And so you're just like, oh, I'll deal with that later. Oh, that's weird. But okay. No, we'll unpack that later. Oh, I don't know. Oh, that's weird. But okay. And you just cast it all away. Louis CK has a really good bit about this flurry that you go through just trying to get to the home run. You know, and you'll overlook some of the most ridiculous things. And then once you're, once it's over, reality comes rushing in and you're like, oh, what? You have a crazy ex that might want to shoot me? Oh, you, uh, you were, did time at Shadow Mountain Institute for six months? You know, all this stuff. Oh, oh, oh. Once you come off that high. It's a good time to bring this up because, yeah, that guy should have been more careful than that those bad things wouldn't happen to him well, for sure. Very, very good time. You think you can hail the sick? And you talk to dead people, and you smush with your brother, but no one's perfect. No one's perfect. You know, I got my faults, too. I got a little gambling addiction. Yeah. 
So we'll just that we'll just bygones be bygones. I lost a nickel and a half playing jacks in the alley the other day. So we're no one's perfect. Probably could have even told him she's a serial killer too. And well, your house smells like dead bodies. You know, I, but that's okay. That's I'm not right. going to judge you for that. So you were saying something about sex though. Is that going to happen still? <laughs> this, Hope this doesn't come back to haunt me. <laughs> Surely this will turn out fine. What could what what negative ramifications could occur from just a roll in the hay? Oh, you don't know, buddy. <laughs> and what the hell's a ramification? <laughs> I think that's something you get from rolling around in the hay. I don't know. Is there a cream for that? <laughs> Back then, there wasn't a cream for nothing. You just poured no. castor oil on it and prayed. That's snake oil. Snake oil. I got a gut ache. I need to drink whiskey. It's like, Jesus, they didn't do anything back then. Is it true that when sailors had like STDs, they used to bang their, they would lay their Johnson on a table and they would bang it with like a rubber mallet? Swear to God. Hannah's, you're going to have a weird search history on your phone. <laughs> You're going to have a very strange, I swear to God, that's true. That's well, how they, they would rub like, um, kerosene on your private parts when, for different STDs and stuff. I'm pretty sure that's true. Kerosene. Yeah. Wow. Made me think of Danny Baker. I swear to God. I swear to God. I'll tell you in cursive. <laughs> yeah. He was on YouTube or Facebook live the other day and he was talking to John Reap. They, I watched oh, it for, Reap. I watched it for about 30 minutes. It was hilarious. It was just kind of like a podcast, but they were. On Zoom or whatever. It's, yeah. It was great. Those guys are great. John Reap is so great. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. The Riffer. Those guys together, yeah. And, and the, Baker was making John Reap just, like, roll. John <laughs> Reap wasn't really saying much there for a while. Because there's, I don't know, it's awesome. Well, Hannah's making some faces, like, really. Well, yeah, because I don't know about the banging with the hammer thing, but it says here, in the 18th and 19th centuries, mercury, arsenic, and sulfur were commonly used to treat venereal disease. Oh, mercury, yeah. mercury is what arsenic, arsenic and sulfur, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Well, they died, like, a month later, but they were <laughs> HIV negative, or, well, not HIV, HIV. way before that, but uh, whatever, negative. Think about that. It people. worked. And the next time you're like, I, I wish I lived in the Victorian era. No, really? I, I, yeah. No, I want modern medicine as modern as I can get it. So yeah, I'm yeah. good. I'm you, good. You could die from a hangnail at that time. I said like you could die from anything. You get a splinter. It's like there's you're dead. I really love in uh, a thousand ways to die in the West. Um, Seth MacFarlane. He's really pissed because he has to live in the old West anyway. And and he's and he's going on this big rant about how how much it sucks. Have you guys seen that? And I he's like, it. see, look, the mayor. He's been de- or, or not the mayor. Oh, I guess it is the mayor. But there's a dead guy. Is it the mayor? He's like, see, there's the mayor. He's been dead for like three days. He's laying in the street. Oh, great! Now wolves are dragging him off. Good luck, Mister Mayor. Good luck turning into wolf shit. <laughs> you know, he's like going on. This, it's it's like an awesome. Like he's just talking about all this stuff that can kill you, and that and he just goes off on that. Like you said, the hangnail thing. It's a great little bit, like a five-minute bit. He's just ranting on the how unsafe it is. Well, you have literally read stories from back then where it was like, and then she passed away of fever. Yeah. Like, a fever? <laughs> what the hell is that? A fever? Just the weirdest Tylenol, Motrin. Tylenol, Motrin. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Every six hours. <laughs> so... The same process that they that they did to uh, Brockman, they did on several other people who had associated with the Benders, but no useful information. Tie them up. Mm-hmm. Just to get just getting back to 
the visual there. Oh, yeah, yeah, the noose and the hanging mm-hmm. and the, yeah. That was their waterboard. No kidding. Yeah. Jeez, yeah can you imagine? Well, like, they, they pull it off a, of, you know, they take the noose off of that dude, and they're like, all right, who's next? You know, <laughs> look around the group. Who else claims they know nothing? So what yeah. if there's a guy, like, it was who was it, Michael Hutchins, that was, like, doing that on purpose? for certain other activities that we were talking about earlier that Mr. Kellogg would not approve of. Oh, yeah. What if he's in the crowd and he's like, you want to question me? I know a lot, but I ain't telling. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you make me. See if you can make me tell. It's like, we've been doing this to this guy for four and a half hours and he's not said a word, but he insists that he's just about to. Anyway. (laughs) I think the rope's getting a little loose over here. You want to tighten it up on me? Oh, almost said it. Oh, one more time, maybe. Anyway, God dang. Gee whiz. Gee willikers. It's off the rails. Oh, Harry's Harry is insisting on being questioned all night. This guy is a... What's going on with him? He lives four towns over. He doesn't even know these people. <laughs> He's like, who? I just wandered in. Is there going to be a questioning in your little town in the next few days? <laughs> Holler at me when you do this again. My goodness. A, a quick search of the town and surrounding area led to the discovery of the few of the Bender's horses that had been abandoned outside the town of Thayer, which was roughly 12 miles from their homestead, and also a wooden sign that had the word groceries crudely painted on it. The group guessed that the sign was probably used to patch a hole or something on the wagon or repair it in some way, but had fallen off during their hasty retreat from the Osage Township. They strung up the horses, but they made no comments on the location. Nope. Yep. They can't get any info out of a horse. <laughs> get the rope. We got to hang this horse till the snow's barely touching. <laughs> I was thinking it. <laughs> we, we've been questioning these horses all night. We've got nothing. Then the guy shows back up. I, I might know something else. <laughs> I thought horses were already hung. <laughs> That's bad. That went bad. Oh, That's okay, though. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> it was confirmed that the family had bought tickets to Leavenworth, Lawrence and Galveston Railroad for Humboldt. At Chanute, I guess, John Jr. and Kate left the train and caught the MK&T train south to the terminus in Red River County near Denison, Texas. From there, they, this is all supposedly, traveled to an outlaw colony thought to be and the border, oh, I smacked my lips, damn it. Sorry, buddy. That's fine, keep going. And the border region between Texas and New Mexico. The elder benders did not exit the train in Humboldt, and it is believed that they ended up in or around St. Louis, Missouri. Hmm. Word of the gruesome murder spread like wildfire, spurred on by articles from every newspaper in Kansas and the surrounding areas. Senator York offered a $1,000 reward for information leading to the Bender family's arrest, and on May 17th, Governor Thomas Osborne added to that amount by offering 2000 for the apprehension of all four together that was three thousand dollars today that would be like over sixty thousand yeah, dollars a lot of damn money mm-hmm. that's back like then. speaking to louis ck again like back in that day i love this bit where he's like a guy would come in and he'd be like i want a horse and a bath and a shave and a dinner and a bottle of whiskey and a and a woman to sleep with and then he would just flick a big coin on the table <laughs> clunk and that was like you know, he was like, what Took did stuff cost it. back then? Just <laughs> money. I don't know. It's such a good bit. Here's your change. <laughs> you overpaid. 
then he also goes on to like uh, back in like renaissance times where a guy would just have a little sack of money you know the one that was like fetch me the girl and he would just throw a little sack of money at this guy and it's like the guy would just take it and go do it he didn't even count it he didn't pull it it could be beans in there you don't know oh yeah speaking of money this gets to where you guys were alluding to earlier yeah okay uh one thing that was established fairly quickly as far as the murders were concerned was motive Many of the hopeful homesteaders arriving in Osage Township carried with them, obviously, everything they owned. Mm -hmm. Their whole life savings. Oh, yeah. Yep. This fact was not lost on the benders, and it was theorized that they began murdering their dinner patrons and overnight guests in order to rob them. Having said that, while several of their victims had been fairly well off, there were several who were also known to be very poor, suggesting that at least in a few cases the family did it just for the hell of it. You know, crazy thought, but you, you're on a busy road and you build a store. Why not sell things and make money? <laughs> and then maybe those people will come back through and spend more money. I don't know. It's car- or, or kill them. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but I was just thinking in those days, I wonder how often somebody would True. be coming back. You know, like. You know, I wonder if most of the time it was they were just heading to the new yeah, destination that's and then that's, that's where they stay in, instead of back and forth or whatever. I would, I guess, would just yeah. say, like, you know, you could kind of build a brand, though, you know, where people, hey, that's a good place to stop. You can stop there for word a few of days. Mouth. and Yeah, word of mouth advertising. That's that's all you had, um, I guess. Now the newspapers, too, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. Everybody knows you got to stop at Bender's General Store before you come on down for a shave and... <laughs> Yeah, they're uh, killing all their people. To the head and the slit yeah. their throat. <laughs> they're killing the people that could give them a good Yelp review. <laughs> That's not good. Well, before long, the case of the Benders had grown so famous that thousands of people poured into the area every week to get a look at the, at the macabre homestead where so many people had lost their lives. Wow. And this is true. True to 1800s form, just like with the Velisca axe murders, many people started to take souvenirs when they left. Mm. They didn't secure nothing back there. Everybody was just like, you can go in the house, you can do whatever. It was crazy. Well, I mean, the police work wasn't, you know, of course they, they uh, you know, they're they're looking for like a muddy footprint. That's really the only way they're going <laughs> to solve anything solid, you know? I don't think they can get much. I hate to keep robbing bits from comedians, but John Mulaney has a great, he's like, you. the only way you would get caught back then is if you were still there when the cops arrived. Holding the knife or whatever? Yes. He's like, it was crazy. Like he said, gangsters would like dress up like they were going to church in Atlanta on a Sunday when they would go rob a bank and they would like shoot the name Suggins in the side of the bed. Ah, tell them the Suggins boys were here and they would still get away with it, you know? And the cop, the only thing they did was like, hmm, there's a dead body. Let's draw a line around it. So we'll know where it was. <laughs> now back to my hunch. That's all ripping straight from John Delaney. Yeah. So I'm just going to give him credit on all that. But. Well, in all seriousness, uh, the Sherlock Holmes novels, that really was the the grandfather of modern police work, the science of deduction. You just take all the little bitty facts and deduce who you think it might be or who it could be. So that would, that actually led to a lot of uh, evolutions in that, in that research and that CSI and all that stuff. So that's really cool. Yeah, man, the, the, the Sherlock Holmes really reaches though, doesn't it? Well, yeah. Cause it'd be like, I've noticed you got a bit of dirt on your left shoe. That means you walked down by the, docks and tripped over a rock and oh your knee has a slight bit of grass on it the only type of grass that goes around here is down by the docks where they found jessica's dead body yeah why'd i use my wife's name in that scenario that's not cool i'm sorry honey i love you um but yeah it's like you can't dude 
they really reach and well so. sensationalize it's just uh just to make it you know reader friendly but but you know at its core yeah but yeah they, he, the new show is not bad with uh, Benedict. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, I really yeah. like that. Yeah, but it reaches too. But Engelbert it, Humperdinck. It's, it's TV. It's TV. It's gonna do that. Bonky Hoot Cootie Court. <laughs> you know Engelbert Humperdinck is a real guy. Oh yeah. I keep yeah. saying that, and my daughter just thought I made it up. Yeah. And then finally, I was like, No. It was like a was it like a piano singer? He, a guy? Singer. He was a yeah, singer. Yeah. Singer, but he played piano too. I don't know. I just don't saying. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, that's not even Google worthy. Don't even. No, don't forget. <laughs> On June 25th, 1873, the headlight newspaper read, and I quote, the whole of the house, excepting the heavy framing timbers on the Bender farm and even the few trees have been carried away by the relic hunters. The newspaper also addressed the flight of the outlaw family, suggesting the murderers themselves are probably in the middle of China by this time and will never be heard from again. Reporters and photographers from as far off as New York and Chicago converged on the killing ground. It was indeed true that curious looky-loos dismantled and swiped most of the cabin and the barn, but not before authorities had pieced together how the benders had most likely killed their victims. First off, has anybody seen Sweeney Todd? No, I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Years ago. It totally reminds me of this. So based on the placement of the trap door and on accounts given by several people who had been in the Bender home but had left when they felt uneasy or suspicious, the killing method is thought to have gone as follows. The dinner table was placed so that the trap door sat just beneath the chair at the head of the table. It is thought that the guest of honor, in quotes, or intended victim, would be sat in that chair. Sometime during the meal, a signal would be given and either John Sr. or Jr. would step out from behind the canvas and strike the victim in the back of the head with a hammer. Then Kate would leap in and slit the throat from ear to ear to ensure the person was dead before swiftly opening the trap door and dropping the body to the room below. But didn't you say that a bed was over the trap door? It was when they... Right. I think they were just trying to hide it. Right. Yeah. That's that's what I guessed. But if it was where the kitchen table was, like your first instinct would be walk in and be like, well, that's a weird place for a bed. <laughs> <laughs> So that you're saying they didn't do very well hiding it. Right. <laughs> like, why not just oh, leave fly. the kitchen table over it? <laughs> they were in a hurry. I don't know. <laughs> or a rug? Right. I don't know. If they had it. I'm sure there was a bear rug somewhere around No, there. Yeah, it's, sure. It's, this new, it's a new fad where you put the bed in the kitchen so you wake <laughs> up and immediately you can have your toast. Don't mind the bed. Just walk around it. It's Okay. That might be terrible. When you said the trap door, I thought it was going to be like a lever, and they just <laughs> fell, like something from He-Man or too. something. Like on Sweeney Todd, he had that lever, yeah. and the chair they were in just yeah. flipped backwards. Yeah, I've never seen it. Oh, yeah. it's yeah. so great, man. Yeah. So yeah, the, the guest of honor would be killed. They put him down in there, and then he was swiftly like cleaned of all his goods or whatever valuables was on him. Okay, we talked about that earlier. Yep, and then buried out. By the orchard. That yeah. was their system. Yeah. But, yeah, but what about the bodies in the creek? Yeah, I don't know. Because there were several bodies found in the creek. There were bodies found outside their property. And they were attributed to the benders, but... Sure. Yeah. Were those, I mean, I, were those earlier on, I wonder, where they were like, oh. they would run, they would kill them and then just yeah. dump them out, and they eventually were like, these are going to be found with... One of those kids has, the guy has a taste for killing, so he does some on his own or whatever. That's you know, true. That's true. Yeah, so there's so much... There's so many different variables in this. Yeah. Yeah. So you I never didn't know. think about that. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Just one of them just going to meet some guy and he comes back. He's like, did you kill him? We didn't even talk about that. We need to talk about this before right. we kill somebody. Yeah, exactly. 
Well, I just dumped them in the creek. They're going to wash downstream. Yeah. Nobody's what have I told know. you about killing without us? <laughs> we do that as family. A family that kills together stays together. I can't think of anything wrong with kills. What I tell you about killing without You said to not to. All right, I won't do it again. But, you know, they probably just thought, oh, they'll just think that uh, that uh, Indians killed them or something. Yeah, that's true. Or yeah. bandits. Yeah. Uh, with the search of the family turning up nothing, others began to look into their past, believing that maybe finding out where they came, came from would help possibly discover where they have gone, right? Mm, good police work. That's a good idea. Well, it didn't take long for investigators to find out that not only were the Bender family not named Bender, they weren't even a family. What? So he wasn't banging his sister? No. Turns out, no. Oh, she's such a hypocrite. Kate and John Jr. were not related. But that's, why would she say they were? That's so weird. I have every right to bang my brother if I so well please, but he's not your brother. The, all part of the scam. Well, it's kind of like the Joe Dirt thing. You remember? You're my sister. <laughs> you know? Oh. It's role playing. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only two that actually were related were Elvira and Kate. Now, Elvira, Elvira was Kate's mother. Mm. Right. Okay. Um, however, the Bender men were of no relation to anyone in the group. It would turn out that John Bender Sr. was more than likely an Im- an immigrant from Germany or Holland, maybe. It was hard to pin down. Named John Flickinger. Rumors and sightings of John occurred for many years after he disappeared, including one in 1884 in which an elderly man matching John's description was arrested in Montana for murder uh, that he committed in, uh, in or near Salmon, Idaho, where the victim had been killed by a hammer blow to the head. Hmm. A message requesting positive identification was sent to Cherryville. That's a little town just outside Osage Township. But the suspect, the suspect, I'm sorry, severed his foot to escape his leg irons, but bled to death before he got very far. That's commitment. (laughs) (laughs) To freedom. Wow. They entered the empty chamber and said, something is afoot. Oh, I like it. I I like it. I thought it was there. Something was there. There's more there. Can you feel it? There's more there. Anybody got something? I don't. No, there's something there. I don't. All right. By the time a deputy from Cherryvale arrived, identification was impossible due to decomposition. Mm-hmm. Despite the lack of identification, the man's skull was displayed as that of Paul Bender in a salmon saloon until Prohibition forced its closure in 1920 and the skull disappeared. But most believe that Bender was John Flickinger and uh, that the actual John Flickinger committed suicide near Lake Michigan around 1884. Mm. They think. Yeah. Nothing's really. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it fits, though. No. A killer committing suicide? I mean, I don't know. I just, for some reason, that just doesn't seem like something you'd do. It happened sometimes. What Israel Keys did. I'm trying. Who else did? Do you know anyone else? Well, I mean, I, I guess when. Are you saying when it, whenever you get caught, then you're like, oh, well, I'm going to off myself? But I mean, yeah, he, was he was free. He was free. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, what I'm saying. I mean, he was that far north to be. Yeah. Yeah. Know, yeah. Good like point. Michigan. I mean, I guess it's not impossible, but when you said it, I was like, that just doesn't seem right. I would, my humble opinion is that was not him. Yeah, okay. The, they're the guy that yeah. came in. I don't think that's him. Um, now, from what they could tell, Ma Bender was actually born Elmira Mayek, or Mike, in the Adirondacks. Adirondacks? Yeah. It's It's the mountains. Mountain range? Yes. Yeah. It's some sort of mountain range mm-hmm. somewhere. Where is it? Is it in uh, New York, like... Uh, it uh, is in the east, east, upper, northeast. I saw something about upstate New York with the Adirondacks. It's near. Is it near the? Uh, You're yeah, good. That's it. good, man. Spell it. What? It, what's the spell? A D and then iron. D A C K S. Iron. 
Adirondacks? I would say yeah. it's somewhat a, related to the cat cat skills. Our, our New York listeners are just foaming right now, which we have several New York listeners. We do, actually. We Yonkers, do Queens, Brooklyn. Oh, Yonkers, yeah, we mm-hmm. do. Several. Very strange. Yeah. Many yeah. plays in New York. Yeah. People are listening there. Yeah, they really are. Taking I hope they're notes. taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> and we're taking names. <laughs> we're paying attention. If you're listening, that's all I'm saying. We're paying attention. We Say, love you. What do you got? Yeah, you're right. New York. Um, Adiron- the Adirondacks. Yeah. I love that. I've never heard that before I did Upper this. Appalachia. Dang. Virginia. So the Appalachian Mountains run all the way up to New York? Uh, I think so. I wow. think they go up that much. Yeah. You know the Cumberland Gap where it was easier for easy for like settlers to go out west through the Cumberland Gap and the Appalachian? That's actually a, an ancient meteor crater. Isn't that kind of cool? No way. Yeah. So lo- you know, eons ago, a uh, meteor hit there, and uh, it actually made a spot easier to pass. Man, that's awesome. It's like it's like fifty miles wide or something. It's crazy. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. And it's a it's old crater. Yeah. Meteor crater. Yeah, I mean, it's not like. Super smooth, but yeah, but it's easier. It makes it easier. You got something? They end all the way up at Connecticut. Damn. Yeah, yeah. To the Blue Ridge Mountains that go way up into Canada. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Because you hear Appalachia, you just think down there, and we're you know the Appalachian Mountains. Yeah, Appalachia. Yeah. I mean, at one time it was a much larger mountain range, taller than uh, the Rockies. It's just mm. older. It's just super old. Yeah. Uh, Rockies form later. Uh, to call back to about a minute and a half ago, I had an ex-girlfriend once that had something that we like to call the Cumberland Gap. Oh, really? <laughs> Would you like to say her name on the podcast? <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? So I married an ex-murderer where she's scratching Mike Myers and he's like, oh, oh, oh quick tower, quick tower, quick tower. Oh, no. No? Remember mm-hmm. that? That was a funny part, right? I just remember the 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 big head. Must have a giant oh, pillow. Oh, dude! I don't, I don't love s- that. Don't start me quoting that. I it's like an orange on a toothpick. <laughs> Imagine is going to be crying himself to sleep tonight, won't he? On his huge pillow. I love. Heed. That's my favorite. That's my favorite line in there. That movie is to- totally underrated. I need to watch yeah. it again. I haven't seen it in years, but yeah. Have you seen that, Anna? Yeah. Oh, so I married an ex murder. Yeah, dude. It was it, one. Of- yeah, it's been years for me too. It was yeah. Like, That's man. A- it's kind of like really. What was Mike Myers in before that? You know, kind of like really, I think, got all of his little voices and Sure, yeah. Going. He was kind of honing his yeah. craft there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's SNL famous by then, but, well, sure. but he wasn't movie famous. Right. But I was going to say, I wasn't going to ask you because I knew the answer would be yes if I was going to ask Sam if he'd seen it because that's, that's something that I felt like our generation mm-hmm. and our type of crew definitely all saw. Did uh, So I Married an Ex-Murderer, that predated Wayne's World? I oh, believe? yeah, by, oh. yeah. I, did it? If I'm guessing. I think it did, but very shortly, right? Hannah, you got it? So I Married an Axe Murderer came out the same year as Wayne's World 2. Oh, no oh, way. Oh, wow. Wow. So that was post. That's blowing my mind. Post Wayne's World. That's crazy. I did not know that. That is blowing my mind. I, wow. That's crazy. You want to talk about a nostalgic movie? Like there's certain movies that you think about that really, man, when I was a I teenager. I would put it over Wayne's World. I love Wayne's World. I'm not shitting on wayne's world but i'd put it over it i mean i just think it's oh i, do I just too. think it's a better i mean to me wayne's world is a, is what it always be to me is a snl skit and it was an awesome it's snl true. skit yeah but they just a long skit yeah is what it was but that but like my, you said the actual movie uh, so i married an ex-murderer phenomenal like, yeah i'd put that over every i'd put yes. that over uh austin powers and i yeah, love me too. austin powers me too. me too yeah yeah. Boy, I'm gonna have to go back and watch that movie now. <laughs> you should. Oh, sorry, Mary. Oh, I mean, I have seen it. It's yeah. been years, so I need to go 
Let's do an outdoor movie night this summer and we'll watch it. I've got projectors. We can project it out and, and have all the families over and let's do that. Fire we pit. Make, we can make it a pool. We can make it a pool. Movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, baby. That's awesome. Yeah. Sam's living the big life. He's got a pool. Yeah. Have you seen the thing that people do where they like project movies, but like, they'll play like a shark movie or something? You like lay on a floor. Yeah. Pool and, like, watch the shark movie or- Jaws 3. Jaws, yeah. We'll set a recorder down and if we get some funny things that we say, we can put it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's like all of you are there with us. Just like we did at the Why Don't We concert. <laughs> Yeah, we did. We did. We went and saw Why Don't We. Yeah, so, yeah. and that audio yeah, quality. Was... We talked about this on the podcast. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're proud of that. We act like we hate it, but we we really do love them. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag why don't we? Hashtag limelighters. Come on. That's what the people are called that follow them. Limelighters? Limelighters. How did that There's a happen? story behind it that's not that interesting. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's like, why are we talking about that? You know what I'm going to say right now? You know what I'm going to say? I don't care. That too. I don't care who knows it. I don't care who knows it. I'm telling everybody, Harry Styles, love that guy. Love Harry Styles. What am I let you go high? Oh, dude, I don't know why. My daughter just started playing those. I like every damn song I hear from that guy. I love him. I don't care who knows it. What? I told him he was. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like it. It's it's okay. Just it's let that, me adore you. I love the guy. I it's love not my cup of coffee, but it's pretty good. Can't help it. Yeah. He's my guilty pleasure. But anyway... <laughs> Sam is like, I've lost all respect for you. No. <laughs> I just don't know where we're at on okay. the story now. Oh, the story. What story? No, listen, listen. So here's where we're at. Here's where we're at. Uh, they thought that that John Bender might be the dude that named John right. Flickinger that uh, committed suicide near Lake Michigan in 1884. Yeah. We don't think that that was him. We were in the we were in the mountain range with Yes, Kate, then we got right? to Ma. Yes, that she Adirond- was born in the Ma. Adirondacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the Adirondacks, uh, she married when she was a teenager to this dude named George Griffith and supposedly from what I read bore him 12 kids, a dozen children. Wow. One of these children was Kate. Uh, Mr. Griffith suddenly died and <laughs> the cause of death. I shit you not. He Skull di- fracture close. He died of a bad place on his head in quotes that resembled a dent. <laughs> <laughs> hammer to the head <laughs> that's what he died of a bad place on his head bad he died of a bad place on his head is what it hey like. doctor enough of this doctor terminology just <laughs> get it to me straight put it in layman's terms for I me i can't please. understand all these technical terms i know like who did they have call cause of death like a six-year-old he got a bad spot on his head looks like a dent <laughs> look like a dent to he me got a boo-boo <laughs> he died of a bad boo-boo <laughs> well I guess he's going to die of fever. Then. Yeah. <laughs> we even put mercury and arsenic on him, and it wouldn't bring him back. <laughs> he's done for. What was that one thing that killed everybody back in that pleurisy? Wasn't that like something with your heart? Like he died of pleurisy. I think that was like when you had yeah, heart problems or something. Something like that. Yeah. Um, Dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so resembling a dent. Bad place on his head. So in other words, someone just crushed his head in. I don't know why they didn't say that. Anyway, after this, she reportedly remarried several more times and supposedly killed those husbands too, as well as supposedly three of her older children so they could not testify against her. If this is all true, it means that even on her own, Ma Bender was a prolific serial killer, not even counting the- This is the matriarch of it all. Yes. Wow. That's true. Yeah. As with John, there were rumors and sightings of her for years, but she was never definitively located. 
John Jr. was actually found to have been a man named John Gebhardt. Many believe his odd behavior was just a ruse to disguise his high intelligence, but again, that's conjecture. Uh, though most were led to believe that John and Kate were sister and brother, others said that they sometimes passed themselves off as man and wife. The two were known to have had a relationship, and further tales abounded about when Kate became pregnant. Well, they would smash the baby's head once oh it was born. Gosh, so uh, it's hard to read. Getting back to something Ivan just said, yeah, 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 about about Maul kind of being the the matriarch of all yeah. the serial couples. Like you know, with her and Kate being the only two actual relatives. They could have just, you know, manipulated all those dudes. It could have been that, like hired the whole family, or, yeah. yeah, and and told those guys to do all the killing for them when they were there. I could totally see that. That yeah. changes the whole way I'm looking at this thing because mm-hmm. I'm thinking the and they get the guy that's like six four or right. whatever. I mean, yeah, that's who you'd go for. You're like recruiting, like yep, yeah. And then the other guy, she just kind of had a fancy for him, talked him into killing because he wanted some from her, you know. Damn, I never thought about that angle, yeah. but that is... See, I knew we'd solve this case. That makes so much sense. Like, it was the women that that orchestrated the whole dang thing. Yeah. 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 And it hasn't been talked about a lot since, just because of the whole, like, men over women, you know, it's a man's world. It's got to be the men that are causing all this. But I submit, women can kill, too. <laughs> Women's rights. You've got the... Well, you don't have the right to, but you can. Women's <laughs> Women should have the right to kill. Hey... <laughs> When Kate would give those rambling speeches about spiritualism and whatnot, she would talk about murder and mm. she would say that it was actually like a righteous act in some cases. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's true, I guess. Uh, if someone's like trying to drown your baby and you kill them, that's a righteous act. But. And what better era for women killers to come from that era when they would just be shit on all the time, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, it's like, okay, we'll get you guys. Uh, so did they kill any women? I don't remember you saying any women. I, I think they found other than the little girl I read. Oh, the li- yeah, little girl. There was the little girl. Her. And then I read one account that there was one female body found, okay. but I think everybody else was men. Yeah. See, so yeah. that, that kind of leads into Sam's, what Sam brought up. That's awesome. You know, the number one method that women used to kill back then, uh, and even maybe now. A hammer? Uh, no, no, these were in this case. <laughs> Poison. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry I made that. I'm really popping tonight. No, you're good. Um, So, yeah, and I don't even blame them. Like, okay, you're not going to give us any rights. You're not going to let us do anything. Uh, Have have some of this potato soup. We will cook for you. Yeah, here. Yeah. Sure. And back then, it'd be like, oh, he died of fever. (laughs) Yeah. He died of a bad place on his head. Like the only way, there's one story that was around this time period that someone was poisoned with arsenic, but the only way that they caught that was arsenic happens to smell like almonds. And so the doctor was smelling the guy's lips and he was like, the smells of almonds. And then I guess they led from that to, and they could actually test for arsenic. And then Bill Bibb DeVoe wrote a song about it. (laughs) They did? (laughs) Poison. Poison. You never heard that? Uh Uh-uh. That girl is poison. Yeah, it's a good song. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I had that album when I was a, uh, young tot. No, nope, no. Nope. Like probably like 13, 14, 15. Did you have, uh, uh, oh, what was that other band? Uh, something Color? Oh, In Living Color. In I had Living that too. Color. Oh, dude, what? Really? Yeah, oh, yeah, I like that did stuff. You, did you own parachute pants? <laughs> no, I didn't, but I listened to some of that R&B stuff. Okay. Uh, right. Boys to Man, I, I like, I had those albums too. Okay, okay. Rest of Development, Mr. Wendell, remember that too? No, I, I skipped all the, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but I was still listening to the, the rock stuff too. Of course, but, yeah. 
But uh, yeah, I dabbled in some of that stuff. Oh, dude. It was this song from that era. I think I talked about it on another podcast, but I got completely obsessed with it. Can't remember the, the artist, but it was Return of the Mac. Oh, oh, return of yeah. the Mac. Uh, yeah. Once again. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I got obsessed. I, I know I've talked about this before, but for like three weeks, that played every waking moment in the car, on my phone, around the house. When it wasn't playing, I was singing it until my family was eventually like, we will leave. If you don't stop, like my daughter said, dad, I cannot do this anymore. Mark Morrison. Mark Morrison. That's him. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. That was return to the Mac. Oh my God. Return off the Mac. So, so when I was probably like, yeah, there we go. This is poison. Got some stereo going yeah. on here. Is that it? Poison. Oh, that's yeah, poison. I haven't heard it. Wow. It's good. No, I haven't heard it. Girl, I must. Girl, I must. Hey, hit, hit me with a, just a second of Return of the Mac. I'm sorry. I have to hear it now. I'm, people listening, if you have never heard this song, you're going to look it up and you're just going to you're just gonna blast it on your way to... Oh, mm, come on, man. So good. This guy has a really weird God voice. damn, in that's smooth. I love that. Joe was just driving around doing about 10. Listen to that, man. That's good shit. Yeah, let's just let that play for a second. See, that's good shit. It's good. I like this, too. Yeah, man. I don't know how how long. Remember when you broke my heart? <laughs> ooh, just love to me. Yeah. That's right. I'm gonna. Oh, we're listening to that all the way home. Ooh, ooh. Hannah's like, oh god. She couldn't hear it. Oh yeah, she couldn't hear it. Well, uh, we'll, we'll hear it on the way home. <laughs> She's looking forward she to that. that. <laughs> Um, okay, so Kate, let's get to Kate. Okay. Yeah. She was the fifth child of Ma Bender, and her actual name was Eliza Griffith. Hmm. Oh, damn it. I did it again. You're fine. At some point, she married and went by the name of Sarah Eliza Davis, allegedly while, quote unquote, working at the Bender Inn. She also earned her keep as a prostitute, <laughs> adding an additional <laughs> amount to the traveler's bill the for ben- the privilege of laying with her. The Bender working Inn. Out. Yeah. So what? The Bender Inn. Oh, that's brilliant. The Bender Over. The Bender. <laughs> like, what's an over? I don't know. It looks like a hotel to me. Is it an inn? <laughs> it's to cram it all in. Let's go down there. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, okay. what's that, imagine going to like a, I don't know, a La Quinta Inn, mm-hmm. and the room is one twenty, or for two fourteen. You know, uh, whoever, I don't want to say any more names because I keep naming actual people. It's freaky. <laughs> Let's say Portia will come up and lay with you, quote unquote, you know? So, uh, can you imagine oh, that? for a few dollars more. For a few dollars more, Wait, yeah. The room was 120 but but to get somebody to come lay with you, it's another, it's 214 214 it's like another, what, $94 yeah. or something? Yeah. Hmm. What is that? You act like that's, that's a deal. That's a bargain. Okay. I mean, I guess it's a bargain where I come depending from. On, de- depending on who it is. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if a gal comes up that's like, no, never mind the goiters. 
Like, you got anything for 125? <laughs> like, what? I didn't, or no, I didn't ask for the 125 deal. I wanted the, the $90 more, not the $5 more. <laughs> oh, God. That's what you get for using a coupon. Yeah. Who <laughs> was in the paper? I don't know. <laughs> hey, man, there's a few uh, casinos that we've played, and Sam, you've seen it before, where there's prostitutes in there. Mm. I mean, it's an open secret. Oh, I'm like in West Siloam even. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen it in Tulsa. I've seen it in several places mm-hmm. uh, where it's just there. there's working girls in the crowd and you can see them. And, you know, you can see them meet up with somebody and go and it's it's pretty crazy to watch. I think that happened to me one time. <laughs> remember remember one of the shows I was at, I was at and that old lady was coming over? This freaking old lady was hitting on Ivan like he was Robert Redford, man. I made a guy cry. I made a guy cry because she walked away to go to the bathroom or something. And he, he said, hey, what's going on over there? He, he'd been watching it all. He didn't know me or whatever. And I was like, I don't know, but I know I'm going to quit wearing Old Spice. <laughs> <laughs> he thought it was the funniest thing. I just kind of threw that out there, but... Yeah, it was a it was a awkward night. I had to like sneak away. Oh yeah, she's like, "You're not leaving, are you?" I watched. Like, no, it. I gotta go to the bathroom. Yeah, you know that. Like, I, I take a few steps that are walk steps, and then they get faster and faster. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm running, weaving in and out of slot machines to yeah, the door. There is not a straight line to the door. No, there's that. not. No, no, no. I was I was serpentine though. Yeah, you were. for a different reason. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you like? Um, Go around one a couple of times just to make sure you lost her. <laughs> yeah, then... yeah. To to throw her off the trail. Yeah, yeah probably. He, he was polite. I mean, I kept I watched it all night. She kept going over the table. You know that thing where they put their hand up and kind of laughing like. Yeah. <laughs> but he looked like he was in a hostage situation. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I was sweating. Yeah. yeah, it was it was very awkward. Yeah. So that's just like when I pretended to had to pretend to be Hannah's dad right. when they were getting hit on by. I was there for that. Yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Me and Sam had to go down there and pretend like we were strong arms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when is your next show by the way i don't know oh 20th yeah he knows but you don't uh, yeah <laughs> you better call sam hey <laughs> when's our next you're, february, are you gonna... february 20th come on out to cherokee casino west Siloam springs watch <laughs> night train <laughs> and uh i'll probably be there don amanis will be there uh, in full force well you're, you're running sound force there sam nope. yeah sweet ass so yeah you want to meet one of us sam I said, no. meet and greet <laughs> Oh, you said no? I said no. Oh, I thought you said yes. You're not going to run sound? No, I'm not scheduled. Oh, my God. I was going to try, and, and somebody else is already scheduled. So, what, what, Who's going to be? Oh, anyway, people are like, God damn it. <laughs> Listen. It's the end. What are you doing? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, in the end, it was Kate who was primarily blamed for the numerous bloody murders. Uh, that even at her young age, wow. she was the inspiration for the crimes. It kind of goes like what you guys said. The, the ladies were in control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, though, this is, is not known for sure. And Kate may have just been taking the brunt of the blame because it made for salacious headlines, but who knows? In 1889, a mother uh, named I'd Elmira, huh? I'd say she was crazy. She was know? crazy. So makes sense. Her crazy hot vortex was like sky high. Um, so yeah, a lady named Elmira and a daughter Sarah Elizabeth were arrested for larceny in Michigan, and sub- subsequently, they were accused of uh, being Elvira and Kate Bender. In a long and confusing turn of events, the women eventually even accused each other of being the Bender women. But, you know, like the mom said, well, she's Kate, but I'm not Ma. And the younger girl said, well, she's Ma, but I'm not Kate. It was, they ended up just being bananas. Um, they were brought to Kansas 
A panel from Labette County meant to confirm their identity provided inconsistent results. With significant doubt of their identity as the benders, the women were released and sent back to Michigan. It's most likely that the pair, you know, they were criminals and habitual liars, but not the benders. Hmm. Now, in all, it is thought that the Bender family murdered 20 or more people. Uh, could be way more. And though the Benders were never found or prosecuted for their crimes, others were, 12 to be exact, were eventually arrested for aiding the Benders in their criminal pursuits. Of the men arrested were Addison Roach, William Buxton, and Mitt Cherry, who was a member of the vigilante committee that had helped search for the Benders. He was one of, one of the guys stringing up the <laughs> other guys? Yeah. Tell us where they are! Holy shit, I hope he doesn't recognize me. <laughs> Uh, he was implicated for forging a letter from one of the victims informing the man's wife that she that he had arrived uh, arrived sorry safely at his destination in illinois so they were even sending letters after they killed the people like you know it's sunny here in kansas the wheat's blowing in the field and everything is fine also arrested was kate's old boy toy rudolph brockman that we talked about that Mm. got strung up yeah uh, so it turns out that it's really actually good that that happened to him. He actually turned out to be like maybe the biggest piece of shit in this whole story because really? 23 years after this happened, he raped and murdered his own daughter. After went, he got strung up? After, 23 years later well, and went to prison for that. See, I was feeling sorry for the guy. Yeah, I Dang know. Dang it. Not now. You think you know a guy. You think you in a sentence that was read to you. (laughs) Years later, the Kansas Historical Society erected a large plaque near the site of the old Bender homestead that read as follows. This is what we'll close with. On the high prairie a mile northwest, beyond the mounds, which bear their name. I don't know why I'm reading it like the Gettysburg Address. No, I like it. Keep doing it. The Bender family, John, his wife, and son, daughter Kate, in 1871, built a small house. Partitioned into two rooms by canvas cloth, it had a table, stove, and grocery shelves in front. In back were beds, a sledgehammer, a trap door above a pit-like cellar. Kate, a self-proclaimed healer and specialist, was a beautiful, voluptuous girl with a tigerish grace, and she was the leading spirit of her murderous family. Hmm. The house was located on the main road. Travelers stopping for a hot meal were seated at a bench, back tight against a canvas, and the next two years, several disappeared. When suspicions were finally aroused in 1873, the Benders fled. A search party of <laughs> a search party disclosed 11 bodies buried in the garden, skulls crushed by hammer blows through the canvas. The end of the Benders is not known. The earth seemed to swallow them as it had their victims. And atop the plaque in big capital letters read, The Bloody Benders. Hmm. And that's all I got. Wow. So... <laughs> Great performance. Yeah, it was. It was really good. So I was, I was trying to paint the picture as you were reading uh, the plaque, describing it. It said the bench backed up against the canvas. So it was a, the bench, the chair that they were sitting in. That's what I'm above guessing. The, above the trap door, you know. They're calling it a bench, but it's a chair. Yeah. And the canvas being the sheet that separated, like, making two rooms. Mm-hmm. And, and that's some... where the person hid, allegedly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it sounds like they almost hit them through the canvas. Right. Right? Like, I guess you could see their silhouette sure. through the light. I don't know. Oh, yeah. So it was a big open room, you know? So you swap the table on the bed, you know? 
You can build a whole house, hey, but you can't build a that, wall. Yeah, right. <laughs> like I said, that I'm done with this house. Table or bed in the kitchen is new fad. We saw it on HGTV. Hey, it's a studio apartment. It's a <laughs> right. It didn't come catch on until later. Yeah, hundred years later. <laughs> yeah, but that's it, man. That's all I got on the bloody benders. Yeah, that's a crazy story. And uh, yeah, I mean, I I totally think that the women were the you know of course yeah, they were the ones that had the tie you know at the beginning you know they were mother daughter so well, obviously they even said right there that kate, yeah kate was the kind of brains behind the operation it sounded like you know orchestrating and, it and elvira had supposedly murdered many people even before this so yeah. maybe she she trained kate sure i'm thinking sure yeah or maybe kate like saw an early murder and then kate oh like you said she trained her but it's like, well, you can't tell anyone, and mm-hmm. so then it just turned her into that, right. you know. It's like, and, even and, if she didn't mean to train her into that, and maybe she chose Kate out of all her kids because Kate was like the hottest, or the toughest, or, or the, yeah, she'll be the best, yeah. But like, she could, you know, she was the she most use user looks, yeah, for yeah. Everything. Else. How about you, uh, boys? Want to come in here and maybe help us do a little something? You know, the, I don't know why I'm not putting a ger- everybody had a German <laughs> accent. I don't know why I'm making them sound like Southern bells, but anyway, mainly because I can't do one and I'm German. <laughs> Large You're not German ancestry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So that's it, guys. Yeah. It's a good one. It's a good one. Anything else before we head on out? I don't think so. I think on the next episode, let's do the one on uh, Jim Blossom's founder, Doug Hop- Doug yeah. Hopkins. Yeah, that Jim Blossom's fan. Or just nineties music fans in general, because I really think that even if you didn't if you don't think you love them, I think once we play some clips and we talk about it a little bit and you go and Spotify them yourself, I think you'd really appreciate them because they got a lot going on in their songs. And, uh, you know, you and I have always been fans. But, uh, yeah, I think, you know, um, they're a little bit underrated, I would say. And it's like, even if you don't like the music, the story itself is really That's twisted and interesting and something you would not guess. Really good. All right, man. Okay. Yeah, follow us down that road next week. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you guys next time. Night, night. Night, night.